You're listening to Rooster Teeth Podcast number 560. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. This week brought to you by ExpressVPN, Harry's, and the Rooster Teeth Store. I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Becca. (laughs) I'm John. (laughs) What's that? We're pre-taping, just so you know. It's not live. I don't, it's I don't like I don't like Thursday. pre-taping. I don't like pre-taping podcasts. Well, because everyone shows up late. I don't. I was here. You were. I, you weren't there though. I wasn't butt in seat. But that, I was... that still means you're 15 minutes late. I'm if sorry. you stand over there looking at us for 15, not that you were doing that, but Power you're move. still late because you're not. That would have been a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring at Stella. But you want to sit down? Mm-hmm. I'm not ready yet. Um, I had to. But pee. it's also there's no. There's no chat. There's no one like no live interaction. It's just us. We do it at a weird time, like it's in the morning. Yeah, it's I'll, like the old podcast. Yeah, and come and do it first thing. I'll put this to you: doing the podcast early pre-tape is better than when we have to do on the spot early pre-tape. Because I'll tell you one thing: it's not very fun to do improv comedy at ten o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's with nobody around and just dead silent in the studio, and we're just trying to make the same kind of jokes and everything. Well, they laugh sometimes. <laughs> no, they don't. Not for on the spot. They don't. Oh. They do not. <laughs> when once once every like maybe five six episodes and it does mean a lot when you do hear someone go ha like in the back of the, of the booth but uh, no. Todd's Todd, Todd, Todd just like pokes people's <laughs> laugh laugh. Oh, I got to get some kind of some kind of interaction. We're on one cost together. I think. Yeah, it's happening. Have you all not do, done? It? I, I think we have. I mean, we ago, yeah, but it's been a while. Usually, mm. you are my replacement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, so we, the podcast gets kind of. I'm 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 mad about the free tape, and I'm going to keep talking about okay. it. Okay. So the podcast gets fucked because <laughs> we we live stream on Monday, so it's like holidays are always Friday or Monday, so we always have to pre-tape. So yep. like, why don't we move the podcast? Yeah. Do you think we could move it to I feel another like date? Thursday would be great. I just heard like a bunch of buttholes clenching up. Like <laughs> it would like, be impossible. There's, there's no way yeah, we can move it. There's no way the schedule allows it at this point. I'd have to trade with someone because I feel like after a weekend. Nothing has happened in the week yet, and then you have to talk but, about it. And I can't remember the previous week because it's Monday. But so would you say off topic has the ideal time? Well, no, 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 because it's still a Friday. They still have they still have to pre-tape too. Oh. I, I think a Thursday. So you want my slot? I, I'm yeah. with you on Thursday. Yeah. But I like Monday because stuff. Well, for me, stuff happens to me on the weekend that I can talk about on Monday, and it's still fresh. That's when Gus does mm-hmm. things. See, I do right. nothing at the weekend. Mm. I do nothing during the week outside of work. Like I go home, and it's like that's it. I went outside. Mm. I'm done. I'm either sat in my underwear playing video games or editing slow-mo guys that I didn't get a chance to do in the week. Mm. It's very, very Did your dull. file transfer ever finish? Which one? The one you tweeted about? Or was it like 47 terabytes or something? Uh, no, it's still going. It's still going? Wow. Yeah. Because it was like a false estimate. It was actually more like 12 days. Because I'm writing to drives with like two parity drives, so it's doing a lot of... Uh, it's real, really slowing down. It's still going. <laughs> you should send an update about that. And that was... a. That was the selection of files that wasn't the full amount. I'm doing, I think, 130 terabytes right now, and it's been going for 47 days. Wow. Wow. Did uh, who was it? Was it a uh, Captain Disillusion? Disillusion who tweeted at you that'd be easier to copy everything not on <laughs> those drives, so everything <laughs> in the world. <laughs> uh, that guy's really funny. He's really. Funny. Have you seen his videos? I've seen a few of them. They're really good. Really good. He did. We talked about one of them fairly recently. He talked about like frame rate. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? He did. Another, I think he did an aspect ratio one as well recently that I thought was pretty good. It's just like explaining concepts like frame rate and aspect ratio to people who may not understand or appreciate. Yeah. He did a funny response because apparently in one of his videos he had 
a computer simulation of what happens when pixels are going down the screen mm -hmm. on a TV, and it was kind of inaccurate based on the footage I've shot. Mm. So everyone in the comments was like, actually, it looks like this video. And he made a response like, oh, apparently some people have already filmed that. <laughs> and it doesn't look exactly how I did it. And he was like a kind of a fake aggressive video. Which did you manage really to funny. make a connection with him from that? Yeah. And I've talked about this on Off Topic, actually. If you go back and watch his first video, it's from like 11 years ago. And it's the exact same style. Yeah. The exact he same hasn't intro. changed wow. format. It's like the push through his logo, the same music, the same red corner in the room. I'm like... How can you be so consistent from day one? Yeah, I had it all figured later? out. Just nailed it right it's away. It's insane. I've never seen a, a channel with that but much consistency. But was it like four by three aspect ratio? It looked like dog. It was yeah, <laughs> it, was like, it was like 240p or 360p, but shot the exact same way. And I was so impressed. Hmm. Impressed? Do them so yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like, I think from day one, you know what your style is and you know like the direction I'm not you're sure take. if that was the first video he put up. It is the first video on his channel currently. I'm not sure. Still, if it's 11 ones. years old. And it hasn't changed in you style. You could put them side by side with his newest one, probably, and it would go the exact same. I mean, I guess there is something to be impressed by consistency, but as an artist and creator, personally, I hate everything I've made like a year ago. And you hate Spider-Man, according to your shirt. Yes, I hate Spider-Man and Mondays. And Mondays. That's my shirt. I didn't see the Monday hey, Well, good thing it's Monday, right? Yeah, it's Monday. <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's partially why it was so... I, I still haven't pulled the trigger, but it's, it's part of the reason why I, I never nailed down, like, a tattoo I wanted because mm. I was always so concerned because, like, my own personal designs and stuff as a graphic designer, I hate everything I made, like, more than six months ago. And, like, because hopefully I'm growing and adapting and changing as a... You shouldn't hate it. Oh, you but should, I hate things should, about me all the time, so that's just me. That's uh, my thing. But you must look back at some of your old designs and have favorites. There's nostalgic connection to them, but on an actual creative level, like technical skill and that kind of thing, I'm sure. like, wow, I've, that was bad. That's did, good, though. That means you've improved. Right. Yeah. And, I, I, and I, I think that's that's not a bad thing to want to improve constantly. And, and like, I'm not like going like, oh, I'm such a bad artist. Like, no, it's like, oh, good. I'm actually advancing. That's good to look back on. Same as like if I ever like post those pictures of me as fat John's like, I don't like that John. I like that I'm not that John anymore. Uh, but I mean, it, at the same time, you know, if he had, cha hasn't changed his format in 11 years and is li and likes that, uh, more power to him. I, I'm not hating on his creativity or anything like that i just personally i could not do that mm. no I, I i could see that i could see both sides or it could be <clears throat> if it was me it would be laziness It'd be like i already made an intro <laughs> i made it 11 years ago i don't need to make another one yeah it's not laziness for him because each intro is is shot you know it's a different shot right, but right. it's the same style and he shot, lays so over he the logo on a, on a new intro that shot yeah i i always loved your sort of easter eggs in your designs like the uh suck my nut in Latin on the Mark Nut shirt. Was it Suck My Nut or something like that? Or is, it was something, there was something in Latin on the design. Oh, right? that's right. The Mark Nut shirt that was like the Olympics one. Yeah. I have no idea what the Latin was, but yeah, I try to sneak in stuff like that yeah, like as that much movie. as I can. One of my favorite uh, Easter eggs of a design ever was uh, Patrick Rodriguez did a poster where he drew a bunch of the RT cast as like Grecian uh, toga looking people. Mm -hmm. uh, Grecian. Is correct? Yes, like people from Greece. Yeah, yeah. Like, Why, is that wrong? I, don't, I just thought it was Greek, but all right. Well, I don't know if are, I... are inanimate objects Grecian and oh God. Greek. <laughs> I don't know. If Anyways. I had a Greek apple, would it be a Grecian apple? Yeah. 
Is there an apple that's Greek? Um, Grow an apple in Greece. (laughs) Anyways, the Easter egg was that the boy he 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 gave it like uh, you know deco type. uh, uh, There it is, right there. So around the border, you can't see it in this image, but there's there's a border, and you can see it's it's a it's it's a repeating pattern. If you look in on it, it's. Cock and balls, yeah, all over oh and over God. again. It's cock and balls over <laughs> so and over it's again. Like, is it done like, so like on the border? If you, if you, there they are. You see, it's hard to see. It's, oh my God. it's the the balls and then the dick and then the dick rests on it and the balls rest <laughs> on that one. It's, it's pretty great. I mean, it's totally on theme. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Grecian means in a style used by the inhabitants of Greece, so anyone could make a Grecian urn. Greek means either an inhabitant of Greece or from Greece, so a Greek urn must come from Greece. A Grecian urn okay. can be used to describe the aesthetic product of classical Got Greek it. culture. Good so, job, John. What, you used another, the right one. What's another example of that from another country? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> like Germanic? But what's We're, the other one? Yeah, because you're not, you're, German, you're not yeah, Germanic. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've also so lost interest in this game. <laughs> Scandinavian or <Yeah>. Ikea? <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a, that's weird. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, I don't know. He's yeah, there's, there. there's there's like there's there's some there's some. It's weird that we have terms like that to describe. What about what about, what about American and Americana? But Americana is a noun. Oh yeah, you don't you don't say like it's it's, it's Americana quilt. Yeah, and Americana quilt. You don't say like an Americanan quilt something like that. All right, I tried. I tried. Um, so you're talking about the Captain Disillusion having his. Uh, his intro for 11 years, and it made me think about other things that have been around for a long time. And uh, I was thinking about Netflix the other day, and about their uh, who is it? I think uh, Ezra had a tweet about Netflix. Maybe really think about them. And they've been around now for 21 years. That's wild. Yeah, Shit. that tracks. <laughs> and they still, you know, have plenty of physical media customers. And I thought that doesn't seem like a business that would be significant for them anymore, especially with Redbox and, you know, a lot of other streaming alternatives. But they just passed a milestone the other day, and they shipped their five billionth disc. Jesus wow. Christ. That's so many discs. But at the... The at, fact that it's a physical transaction is what makes that remarkable. Like, yeah. I don't even know how many, like, gajillions of things they've streamed, but actually I, the physical right, act the physical act, mailing someone something like taking that. a disc, putting it in an envelope, sealing it, and then putting it in the mail... Like they've sent it to people five billion times, and then it's come back to them five billion times. Nah, if you think about it, I'm sure it's exponentially less. Because <laughs> <laughs> people just lose them. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised still at how many people still like buy a lot of physical media. I'm not surprised that physical media is still out there. I'm just surprised at how big of a market it still is. I, I still buy 4K discs. And I, I get that. that I, like. I totally get that because it, especially if you're if you're buying the 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 high end version of resolution stuff and you don't want to like be you know worried about any sort of bandwidth issues that are going to cause a, a loss you know of quality. Totally get that. However, I was at Walmart uh, not too long ago, uh, and, uh, mostly because Walmart has the best uh, selection of sugary cereals. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, if there's like strange uh, promotional cereals, you can often get them at Walmart's better than like HB or Target. Um, <laughs> fun tangent. So, uh, no, but I was in checkout line and I just turned back and, you know, you, you managed to, you know, take a peek at what other people are buying when you're like standing there in checkout line. And this woman was buying a DVD, a brand new DVD copy of 1998's Godzilla. 
Huh. How much was, <laughs> was it? Like three bucks? Like it was like five bucks. Dollar bin. Um, but I was yeah. like, five bucks is a rip off. Yeah, there's no uh, way. That was- a, shut up. I love that movie. It's a rip off. Uh, and B, I was just like, good on you. You know, if you want, if you now were like, you know what? I want that copy of, of a, oh, and I think it might have been standard uh, instead of widescreen. Oh I think I saw it as a standard. Uh, like a 4-3 aspect ratio. 4-3 aspect. Uh, so she was buying that Godzilla DVD. Not not a Blu-ray, just a DVD. Did it come with the Jamiroquai soundtrack? What was that? <laughs> Did he do music on that? Yeah. That's awesome. What's he up to these days? I, JK? I, I don't know. I was thinking about Jamiroquai the other day. Oh I should have looked it up. Does Billie Eilish have any other songs in that one song? I don't think I know any of them. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone could tell me who Billie Eilish is, I'd be appreciated. You don't know Billie Eilish? My no. doppelganger. That's all I know. She about does her. look. You, you do have the same aesthetic. She, I just hear it. She's got that one song, oh. and people love that song. Played a lot, and she was on Hot Ones recently, and she's she's going places. I haven't heard anything other than that one song. So someone proved that she is more than a one-hit wonder. What fucking weirdos on Google? People are fucking bizarre. So I didn't know who Billie Eilish is, so I typed Billie Eilish into Google. And, you know, it says people also ask, and it's like related questions, I guess, common questions about Billie Eilish. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's four of them. Is Billie Eilish mixed? What is Billie Eilish net worth? Does Billie Eilish write her own songs? What ethnicity is Billie Eilish? People are really hung up on this ethnicity question. Yeah, that was yeah. like mixed the... race. Is that what they're asking? Right. What does it say for you? Well, let me see. Gus, Gus or Gustavo? Let's see. Gustavo. No Cerola. one knows. No, Gustavo. yeah. No Gus one calls. No one Googles. There is. Okay. Oh, four. How much is Gus Sorolla worth? It's Gustavo, asshole. What is Rooster Teeth net worth? Was Jeff Ramsey in the military? <laughs> when did Ray quit Achievement Hunter? Are you, Only one are of you them about me. Three of them around other people. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, oh, let's see, Gus Sorolla. Um, it's pretty much the same thing. What does Gus Sorolla do? How much is Gus Sorolla worth? What is Rooster Teeth net worth? Was Jeff Ramsey in the military? Jeff's still in there. Jeff is still in there. Yep. That's funny. Yeah, that's stupid. I would say. Uh, so you were talking about uh, buying physical media, and I was agreed with you. I buy physical media uh, quite a bit. Do you have what do you use as your 4K me- physical media player? Like when you have 4K discs, you put it in your place. Play- PlayStation can't play 4K discs. Four oh, Pro, maybe Xbox One. Okay. we have uh, both. Xbox One X for me. Does Four Pro not play 4K? No, nope. PS4 Pro does not. Play uh, 4K. I, I don't. I don't buy 4K discs. So I use my <laughs> I use I use my Xbox One X Piece to play 4K discs. It's a fucking terrible 4K player. Oh, I have sometimes, an Xbox One X. I sometimes still use that. I'll put in I'll like I'll get a new 4K disc and I'll be like, cool, I want to watch this. I'll put it in my Xbox <clears> and then it'll go black. And it's like it launches the Blu-ray player or whatever. It goes black and it says like disc read error. I'm like what? Really? So I'll eject it and I'll look at it. It's like this is a brand new fucking disc. Put it back in. Same thing. Disc read error. So I'll clean the disc. Put it back in. Disc read error. What the f- reboot it. Then it works fine. You. Need to, you have a future uh, career in product testing technology because I swear if there is a possible bug or error or absurdity that, that something's going to going to cause, you're going to find oh, it. Oh, I'll find it. It'll I, happen, it'll happen I, to I swear me. every week I, I hear you talking about some weird... And sometimes I, the Apex Legends one that we we dealt with oh recently was one that we both we both recreated. Literally, you went down this path, told me the step by step process you did in order to debug a absurd error, and 
step by step, like five minutes behind you, I went through the same steps. And, and luckily you learned from thing. everything that happened. And so it worked out. But I feel like you have the touch that uh, just pulls the out. Touch. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 bugs. To be uh, fair though, I think stuff. if anyone has played more than ten movies on an Xbox One X 4K disc, everyone has run into a problem. Yeah, problem. that thing, that app sucks. Sometimes it's like something went wrong. And sometimes it will just get really laggy. Have you yeah. seen that? Where it just yeah. like the that, frame rate drops. It's like, I guess the buffer's full. Let's pause it and wait for a bit. <laughs> From your physical <laughs> disc. Yeah. So then what do you watch your 4Ks on? Uh, Xbox One X. Okay. There's, there's not there's not <laughs> many options. Like, I don't want to buy a standalone player. It's like, I've already got an Xbox. Yeah, I, it, play it's, it. I would probably get like a, be a better player, but it's just a complete waste of money if you have, you know, a yeah, couple like of that Xbox already One plays X's. It. But you buy the 4K for what reason? The movie? Yes. Oh, I just want really high bitrate. But then you don't get it because of the way that you're playing it. I get it. It's, it once it's working, it, it can <laughs> yeah, work. So I just like, have what to jump is, through a bunch of hoops. What he's saying I, is if you watch 10 movies, one of them will probably mess up. Yeah. So oh, okay. most of the time, it's it not works. every single time. No, it's just yeah. completely inconsistent pile of garbage. Gotcha. Um, so you, you, you mentioned that Apex problem that I had the other week. It's pretty cool. I had a fucking World of Warcraft problem as well. You know, WoW Classic is out, and I'm a glutton for a punch. We streamed for seven hours the other day. We did. We streamed for seven hours in WoW Classic. Then and you we went got, home and played again. Then I went home and kept playing. <laughs> we actually ended the stream, both of us so tired, so spent, so done with each other and WoW Classic. You were done with him? Uh, we sat next to each other for seven hours. Seven hours. That's a long time to, like, have to hang out and play WoW Classic with someone else. Uh, huh. Uh, we I mean we weren't like punching like each other like each other, yeah. at each other. We it's were just like, both like I want to go do something else I'd like to not be around you or anybody else at that point I Did was just anyone like, force you to stream for that long? Why don't you stream for like four hours? Because we want we, we just we, it, we're, you know It seemed like a good idea until we were doing it. Oh, yeah, it. you watch like if you take uh, Just a snap of the first minute of the stream and the last minute you will see that, like the <laughs> duality of man <laughs> Condensed oh. into two <laughs> clips um, So done and, uh, But yeah, I mean, we just want to stream for seven hours. But I had a, a problem when I went to install it on my home machine a couple of weeks ago, where it's like the way you install it is you launch like the Blizzard launcher, then you, <laughs> yeah, go, you, you click on World Blizzard. of Warcraft, and it's like a little drop down where it's like World of Warcraft or World of Warcraft Classic. So like, wow. okay, I'm gonna install World of Warcraft Classic. So I clicked on the drop down, and uh, it wasn't World of Warcraft Classic was not there. I was like, that's weird. So I rebooted, looked again, it wasn't there. Did the launcher need an update? Or something? Right, I was like, maybe the launcher needs an update. <clears throat> Tried to update the launcher, same thing. Hmm. So that well, okay. Well, maybe I'll just uninstall the launcher and reinstall. It. Went to uninstall the launcher. Uninstall failed. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll try You're to stuck in, forever now. I'll, I'll try to it, download the launcher installer and reinstall the launcher on top of itself. We tried to do that. That failed. Rebooted. Then went to the drop down and it was there. World of War Classic was there. Weird. Hiding. It was so hiding. fucking. So you just weird. had to reboot. No, I rebooted several times along this process. So that's to speak to your weird shit happens to me. Yes, it happens all the time. Yeah, and that, that's what I mean is that you you have those kinds of absurdities happen to you. These these, these little little wisps Bizarre of things. error. I came up with the ultimate products, by the way. Oh. I invented a new one. You sure you want to say it on a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> all right. Get your notepads out. You're going to make some money. It's a holder for the other two AA batteries when you open a pack of four and you just need two. Oh, my God. What's the holder look like? I don't know, just two batteries. So you're talking I, about just a 3D? <laughs> I keep them in the package they came in, though. Yeah, that's did what you buy, Did you get the Amazon ones where it's yeah, just like packs of like, oh. oh. Twist two off, and, and, then, uh, and then you go and you need two more, and it's like, 
where's that two I left well, do you, around? And then do you, you keep sm- the, like the cardboard box they come in, the little sleeve. Nah, just, just I keep little... that and just put it, keep them in there. Okay, so, so you, you don't need my invented. Yeah. yeah, it's called a box. Never mind. It's also called like a, a junk drawer in your house. Like yeah. you just throw all yeah. the batteries in there. I mean, they're in there. I just got a load. Yeah, I've got I've got a drawer with that, and then in that drawer is a Ziploc bag filled with every kind of battery. Yeah, it's like that's that's what I do. It's like as I get the batteries, I put them in that Ziploc bag. It's like, what do I need? Oh, I'll go look in that Ziploc bag. Oh, so they're all individual. It's, right, it's like a gallon Ziploc bag. Yeah, I just got like a bunch of wads of four. Because that's the, they come in like little little mm-hmm. fours. You buy yours from you get the Amazon ones. I normally yeah. just get at whatever the store, whatever they have, like in the checkout. Get those fancy batteries. Oh no, brand I name. They last longer. Do they? Maybe they last longer. I don't know about compared to the Amazon ones. The Amazon ones are pretty good. But tip, good luck with them. Typically, like big name batteries. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> they already have them. Is that empty? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you toss both? Why'd you toss both? That required coordination. It was like picking the child you like most. Through <laughs> <laughs> two different ones with two hands. Things this. Oh. There you go. It's done. All right. This episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Admit it, you think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you would be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why I protect myself with ExpressVPN. I like how easy it is to set up, and in just a few minutes, I was able to be up and running and more secure. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So for less than $7 a month, you can get the same ExpressVPN protection that I have. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months for free at expressvpn.com rooster. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash rooster for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash rooster to learn more. Thank you to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I remember years ago, we were at the Congress office and uh, we, we, you know, we were filming a short, like in like season one of the shorts, and we needed <coughs> AA batteries for a lav because our lavs were dying. So normally there was like a pharmacy down the street we would go to and buy whatever batteries to, to, uh, to power them. One time, we sent Jeff to go buy the batteries and he went down there and he bought like the cheapest, like whatever CVS brand <laughs> batteries that were there. And he brought them back. I was like, why did you buy these dude? He's like, they were the cheapest ones. Said, yeah. They're going to last like 30 minutes and they're going to fucking die. They have to go back and get more. And did he, they? Yeah. They don't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> they last like an hour. Maybe. It's How much like, money did he save? He's probably saved like three bucks. <laughs> it's like, you can buy the name brand ones. Like the last a few hours, the last a while. Fucking idiot. Have you ever had batteries go like corrode in something and oh, ruin the device? Yeah. Oh, I, Game Boy. I had that happen recently with my uh, flash for my DSLR. And I was very sad because that's something I yeah, don't want cheap, to have those. ruined. Yeah. And so I I like got all chemist on it and like Cleaned removed it, yeah. all of the corroded materials. What like, do you use? Like lemon or something? Vinegar huh? or lemon, lemon. Yeah. Something acidic. Yeah. Like a Q-tip or something? Yep. And... uh after a little bit, it finally worked. So I was very happy about that. It's very satisfying when yeah. you can do little home hacks and save something that so otherwise. I, I do this a lot. And so much is possible because of YouTube. Like if you yes. Google your problem, like yes. I had like weird water trickling out of the bottom of my freezer. 
There's like a million people with videos and tutorials of the mm-hmm. same model. Yeah, you exactly type in the what exact model like, yes, number. Fuck yeah. Like, Save me a thousand dollars. Yeah. I had a fridge. I used to have a fridge that had a water dispenser in it. And it's like the water dispenser quit working. Mm-hmm. So like I just put like that model number into YouTube and it's like water broken. And it's like, oh, here's a tutorial on how to disassemble that part and replace like a tiny plastic clip inside that was broken. It's like mm-hmm. go to this website, order this specific part number, which costs like a dollar fifty. Then take out the old one and put the new one in. Yep. Talking about uh, going down rabbit holes of YouTube and like those little pockets of YouTube that are interesting. I went down a, a, a weird rabbit hole recently. Uh, uh, full disclosure, I like to listen to ASMR on occasion. It calms me. I like it. Um, and you, I don't know if other people who are like this, when you find like an artist that you like, you'll subscribe to their channel. And that's who you, you, you watch their videos every once in a while. Um, and then YouTube, what does YouTube do when you watch a bunch of stuff? It recommends other things for you. So you get other recommendations every once in a while you'll see some. And so I clicked on a, a ASMR artist, artist recently because it was the thumbnail looked interesting. So I checked it out. I was like, this person's actually very talented. Their production value is really good. It's an interesting part of the ASMR thing that's changed uh, over the years. Uh, just YouTube in general is that, you know, it's gone from like lo-fi to people doing like high-end production stuff with like lots of lights and lots of set and dressing, everything like that. And they do that kind of stuff. Um, so... Uh, I was like, oh, you're, you're interesting. Let me see the rest of your channel, see if, if you have other stuff. And then uh, uh, every once in a while when, you, when I find a new YouTube channel, I'm always interested in, like, what do people write in the about section? Like, mm-hmm. do you, like what else is there? And I looked, and she wrote, she, was, she wrote a bunch of stuff about herself, but then she had other channels. I was like, you have other channels that are not ASMR. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check out your thing. Now, to keep in mind, the, her ASMR channel was fairly new, only had, like, five videos, and a few of them had gone viral and that kind of thing. That's what happens with those videos often is that enough people like it, and, you know, you get, like, 200, 300,000 views in this channel on this video. I went and checked out. She had a cooking channel. I was like, all right, let me just – I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, I've bought in this far. Let's see what else. Went to her, her cooking channel. Her cooking channel was one of those YouTube channels that I'm amazed by where uh, she had, at minimum – like 50 to 70 to maybe like 100 videos she had made on this cooking channel. So she's invested a ton mm-hmm. of time. And as I'm scrolling down these videos, um, these videos are like 9 to 10 to 15 minutes long, and they're fully edited. Like I clicked on a couple. They're fully edited, and she's she's trying to make thumbnails that fit the algorithm and everything like that. Views-wise, though, every single one of these videos, not much more than 500 to 1,000 views. Um, and uh, which is low to to maintain a YouTube channel that you're uploading that much. And she's been doing this forever, for years. She's doing it. And I'm always, um, I, I, I kind of want to talk to people like that. Like if you put that much energy into an endeavor like that channel where she is, she is filming these like vlog style and editing and putting all this time into it and getting nothing in return as far as like uh, monetary value or anything like that. Is it simply just the act of making these videos is the reason why they keep doing yeah, this for forever? Yeah, yeah. passion. Yeah, that's that's amazing to me that like to put that much oh, thank you. Uh, energy into something on a platform that usually why, why you're doing that is order in order to like gain notoriety and get, uh, you know, some sort of monetary, you know, return. And she just nothing for, for, for the, the love of it. A yeah. lot of the well, not a lot, but there are a few YouTubers who became big just from making videos for their friends to watch. Uh, like Ryan's toys review or whatever he, they did it just to send videos back home to their family which I get that that's very similar to Vlogbrothers that's their origin story they they made an experiment of trying to see if they could only communicate to each other for I don't know I think it was like a year only via YouTube videos they stopped emailing they stopped texting each other and they only communicated via their vlogs and that was their thing and now they're a whole empire 
Uh, yeah, but it's like, a hobby for a lot of people. It's a hobby, but then like, how long did those channels you just named, how long did it take? Don't know. That's what, that's what I'm like, yeah, usually to, to do I, it for years upon years. I feel like there's usually like one video, right, that just like blows up. Right. And they're like, oh shit, this is the model, this is what I do now. Yeah. I, I get, I get the struggle and the push towards it. Like even like Lannan's a good example. Lannan was someone who he uh, was making, you know, let's plays, and they some were doing better than others, but they they weren't like they weren't viral successes every single one. And then he found his niche eventually, and then exploded into the Fortnite guy well, that he is now. I mean, he got one point five million subs in one month. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. You, you never. I'll, I'll say this: you never know when it's going to happen. Like we we kind of had a similar thing. When we started this company, you know, we this wasn't the first website we made. We used to make other websites, and we would get 300 hits a month, or you know, th something ridiculously low like that. And we'd spend hours. Back then, it was writing. There was no video on the internet. We'd spend hours writing and taking photographs of stuff. And it was it was mainly just to entertain our friends or whatever random weirdo strangers were on the internet. Yeah. And it's like we, I mean, we were making. We started making websites in '99, I want to say, and we didn't start Rich Teeth till '03. So we spent four years. Just making stuff because we liked it. It was a mm -hmm. hobby. We wanted to put funny stuff on the internet. It's, it's, it's also back then, though, that the notion of getting rich from something like that was unheard of. Oh, that was crazy. Like, yeah, it was. I, it, it was totally was, just for fun. Yeah, I used to. I had a high eight little camcorder, and I would had had this one friend. We would every single weekend for like two years just shoot videos for would no would, reason. It never went anywhere. Would you still do that now? If you had know, the amount of free think, time. Yeah, if I had the free time, yeah, it was a hobby, like, my entire life was making content. We used to make just, like, jackass kind of videos. Of course. <laughs> and I, I, and I totally there, too. Like, I guess, I guess, I, A, to be clear, I'm amazed at this, that, that she's clearly doing this because she likes doing these videos and, and it gives her satisfaction and she's, she's enjoying it. There's no other reason she's doing it for that. So that's fantastic. Uh, it's more so that, like, I guess maybe in my older age, I'm like, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to put time into things that, that are going to, you know, return something sure. back a lot more to me. But maybe that's because I'm becoming an old curmudgeonly grandpa. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> says, says the poster old child of that grandpa. fan club. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate people putting the, putting the work in. It, it might like, also be just sort of a testing ground for her other channel where she's learning video editing techniques or something and she just wants that's to a, apply that's it a, in a useful way. That's a great point that she probably wouldn't have like gotten to that production value of the other channel without having like gone through all of that gauntlet with the cooking channel and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Totally get it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 have like, you seen TPG's YouTube channel? TPG? Yeah, the Green Life. Just oh, yeah, like yeah. Gardening videos. And he said the reason he started that channel was because he was working so much with YouTubers as part of full screen, all that stuff. Sure. That he was like, I should really know like how all this works. So he just started regularly making videos to sort of like see what everything that's involved. And he still makes them. I think it's does. A, that's a brilliant reason to just, just to understand it. That's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know anyone in sales as who was like, you know, what, I'm gonna make a YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I totally understand that. Like like I guess uh, it's it's similar to I. I work out at the gym as much as I do, not because I'm going to get paid to do it or because I'm going to get some sort of prize in the end. I put that investment in because it gives me satisfaction in the return that I want. So I guess if like making YouTube videos without, you know, get, garnering any audience that's going to go above what you've got now for the next like five years, if that still is giving you satisfaction, keep doing it. That's fantastic. You know, talking about uh, YouTube and content creation and stuff. Uh, I think before we did this most recent podcast on Monday, I told Gavin something before we started that I thought was really weird. Uh, whenever I see 
you know, obviously slow-mo guys, very, very popular. Who? <laughs> slow-mo <laughs> guys. And it's weird to me whenever I see other people like posting or reporting on a slow-mo guys video, uh, you know, they'll have a headline like, guy slices arrow in half with mm -hmm. a katana. <laughs> and I'll be like, it's weird that it's Dan. It's Guy. I know Guy. It's like Guy does this. Man like, gets trapped in giant balloons. Like, like well, yeah, that's well, Dan. Yeah, I, I know him. It's always funny when <laughs> you see a few weeks ago. <laughs> when you see someone you know written, you know, it's like this is the first time you Non-contextually, yeah. Yeah, like when Michael eats McRibs, it's like potentially insane man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you know the person. Yeah, like, well, yeah, he's like that person's like right over there. I could go say hi to them. <laughs> guy is over there. So it was, it's like a weird. It's like knowing who a man people. is. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I'm friends that, with That was it. That's the exact one that made me man. He's no longer article. a boy. People were annoyed at the direction that we sliced the arrow in. A lot of people, I guess, were expecting a split arrow that way. Oh, that's impossible. Wow. So the internet had, had a harsh opinion about something you did in video? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was harsh. I was saying a lot of people just expected it the other so way. Should, but they were like, this, this were is cutting so, the arrow. Wait, wait. So what you're explaining is they were thinking that you were going to shoot the arrow at Dan. But Dan would have to stand with the sword in front of and him. And just split and it you'd in half. Have to, yeah. You'd have Which, to hit the sword. I'm sure we could was do, that, but an arrow That's Robin Hood that did that, right? Like shot an arrow. He split an arrow with an arrow. Right. Second but video. There's a, there's a multiple reasons why that would be very hard. One, <laughs> the wood grain would have to be like right along the arrow so it would split. Otherwise it would just splinter out. And also, arrows don't fly straight. They, no, they actually they do, do that. Yeah. So it's like you would cut <laughs> some of it in half. <laughs> so yeah, you they make an perfect. arrow that flies like a bullet. And if so you like miss, a crossbow maybe. you get shot in the yes. face. What you need to do is you need to make a second video showing how the wobbliness happens, and you can't you can't split it. But you can like see that. the wobbliness in the video you uploaded. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, <laughs> a lot of people were really confused because. You can see the phantom like looking right at Dan. Yeah. But the first shot, or like one of the shots, it's a it's like a super wide of me mm -hmm. shooting it at Dan. And they're like, <laughs> did he edit the phantom out <laughs> of the wide shot? I was like, how many do you think we have like four phantoms rolling this? We just shot it a bunch of right, times. Yeah. <laughs> it's just coverage. Oh, yeah. Like, so many people were confused, like, they edited out the phantom. <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> it's editing. It's editing. You have other you can yeah. take other shots. How many of your videos are you able to get multiple shots? Like, it seems like some of them, it's a one and done, like yes. blowing up a car. Yeah, blowing up a car. You're not going to have eight cars. Yeah. Yeah. I, most stuff, you can shoot a, a ton of times. We always buy enough stuff to repeat the thing, even if we edited it as one moment. You had the the wire wool, is that what it is? That, was, that makes yeah. the fiery yeah. sparks? In that video, I think I must have watched that yesterday or something while I was cooking, and... Uh, you you had the sparks hit you on your leg, and they were hurting you through the fire-resistant suit. Yeah. Well, it's fire-resistant. It's not like Spark tiny resistant. pieces of metal. Is that what it was? Is that it was? Just I, like, yeah, I was just getting hit by small shrapnel flakes of okay. iron. I guess. I, it was just I, 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 steel. I, that was confusing me. It was like, wow, that suit did nothing. No, I mean it's not. I don't know what suit you would. You'd probably have to wear some sort of thick mesh to prevent that from going. Like maybe through, those but. volcanic suits. Yeah, it was just for, it was mainly just so I wasn't bare-legged. Didn't really sure. make any difference. Did it, leave, did it leave any mark or anything? I don't think so. I don't, no? Don't think no, no Sinjin? No, I think I'm alright. <laughs> we, we were filming something the other day, uh, <clears throat> off-site, not, not here at the studio, and as part of it I had to uh, move a lime scooter, like one of those little stupid scooters, and as I was moving it, like, the, the board part swung around and hit me on the back of my left Ow. leg. And I was like, at the time I was like, ow, that really hurt. 
And then like three days later, I had this giant purple <laughs> welt on my leg. You're a bruiser. I'm like, going to oh. make an app where when something <laughs> happens, you log it. So three days later, you know what that bruise came from. Right. Like, I never correlated, <laughs> so ever. Like, I, I've got this cut on my finger here the other day. And I, I remember when it happened, like I, I, re, I, don't, I don't remember what it was, but I know it's like, oh, and I think that's going to cut me. And this morning I was like, yep, I got a little scab there, but I don't remember what it was anymore. <laughs> I did. Yep. I did. Uh, I did a boo-boo during i think it was actually like one of the nights of rtx when i went home and i just wanted to make some dinner and be alone which happens at rtx <laughs> and uh but i went home and are you showing off your bruise is it there it's not that you probably can't see on camera has it gone down oh it's, i can still I see discoloration see uh, yeah oh wow yeah it's there is it shingles <laughs> it's not shingles. Is it shingles you want to lick it <laughs> yuck uh no i uh i cut my finger but i cut it so much i actually took an actual like a little divot hole out of it, but normally, like you know, you cut your finger when you're cooking. And you're like, ah, that sucks. This time I did. And I was like, I don't feel that <laughs> at oh, all. That's not a good sign. Well, it's because uh, climbing, you mm. you build up. Like I don't feel a lot on the ends of my fingers anymore. Like mm -hmm. like like my. I don't, pinkies, I don't feel much either. <laughs> <laughs> Someone zoom in closely, closely on Gus while he says that. Um, no, but like especially my pinkies, I don't feel very much in the ends anymore um, because of buildup and just callus and that kind of thing. But it was that instance was like, that's a lot of skin I just cut off. I should feel that, but I still wrapped it up and I cleaned everything. And it was fine, but it, it, it kind of concerned me. Yeah, especially in injuries where you can see your injury as yeah. like a separate piece of your body. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that was when I can me. hold up to the light and see like, you know, a puzzle piece do you, hole. Do you think that's affected your finger blasting ability? <laughs> okay, so it's finger blasting is yes. Um no. You think you're still good? Yeah. Still got it? I don't think finger blasting requires a lot of like tip of the finger dexterity. Not dexterity, but you need to feel what you what you're doing? You sure. You I are. still feel my hands. Like I can still feel what's going on. In fact, I often have no, no, to nothing when like I a, climb walls. Nothing I like a calloused fingertip. I was going to say it might have affected the receiving end of that. A little sure. Bit. Um, We're not concerned with that here, Becca. <laughs> I moisturize a lot. Okay. I moisturize a lot because um, that because it because it does rough up your hands a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Is that important for you? What? A nice soft fingertip. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'd prefer a hard one. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> I was um, I was looking through old chat logs the other day, and I realized that Becca and I were friends. <laughs> it was a past tense. I thought term. there was gonna be more to that <laughs> sentence. Uh, no, but I was like, Becca's like since my you started friend. working there, you know, I like see you in the hallway, be like, sub, have a little chat by the. Thing. I don't do that with most people though. So okay, yeah. But then I I was looking back at these chat logs. It was like aim and stuff, and I was like. Damn, these go back a really long time. We used to talk all the time online since yeah. like 2005. That was like a maybe like 2008, 2009. We would talk most nights <laughs> online, and I've forgotten it. I'd completely forgotten that we had this like relationship <laughs> before where we were like buddies and chums. I was like reading back through all the stuff that we used to talk about, and it's still me. Like I'm reading my responses. I'm like, oh yeah, I would say that, <laughs> but somehow just forgotten all of it. Did wow, you remember? It meant a lot. I mean, I remember talking to you a lot and always considering you a friend. I remember like the essence of it. I don't yeah. really remember talking Specific. to you that but frequently. It might, be, it might be the first time I've ever forgotten the significance of a relate. Like we were friends and then, and then just we weren't drifted into just work acquaintances. We're not work acquaintances. How often do we talk in real life? 
<laughs> that look you, on her face. You and I text pretty often. Yeah, but that's the more recent thing. Becca is legitimately upset at you right now. I know, but <laughs> I would say I would say now we're back to sort of where we were. There was mm-hmm. a big there was a gap dip. in the okay. middle. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think we spoke for years. No, oh. and I it wasn't forgot- years. No. But things things happen like with with you know not to get like deeper philosophical philosophical but things happen and you like you have other priorities like yeah. you know you have a kid. Yeah, yeah uh, sure. But you, I would you, always usually remember like oh I used to be good friends with that. You're person. just surprised that you you black blacked this I out. would I would have said that we we talk more now than ever. Mhm. But I that's just not the case. Yeah. Um I mean I would see you probably like once or twice a year at our at our low point. But like, you mean you mean more so like oh I mean at the at the least amount that you yeah you, okay just uh, I don't think we like talked online or anything no. that much I think but, it's because everyone stopped using AIM yeah. yeah AIM was I think the downfall of AIM was the downfall of our friendship yeah and then and then when I moved all those chat logs away I just apparently moved all the memories of our friendship into, yeah. the, into, a, hard into a hard drive as well yeah but yeah you're like one of my oldest friends yeah. I'm glad I'm back to being a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny to me, you know, um, there's a lot of people who work here mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a lot of people who are on camera, but there's even more people who are not on camera all the Way time. Way more now. And, um, you know, we did this past Monday, we did a, a podcast with Drew Saplin for the mm-hmm. first time ever. And I was reading through the comments on uh, YouTube for it. And one of the YouTube comments was, I like that Drew guy. He seems to really fit in with everyone. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, it's because we know him. It's, it's like kind of the same position you're in. Like, you're not someone who's seen on camera all the time, but conceivably we've known you for years. And even if you know not, like, we see you people every day. And right. We work on projects together. Did it's, he say on the podcast what his first production with us was? I don't think he said what the first one was. Was it Laser Team? That's the first time I met <clears throat> Drew. Yeah, Laser Team 1. Was that the first thing you did? That's the first time I ever met him. I remember who but was, I, he was second AD. He was on, second AD. Uh, Lazy team. I must have met him then. I don't remember. Um, yeah, because I remember. I remember because I was on set like a, a couple dozen times, and I remember him, and then him like starting to pop up at other things post Laser Team. I remember him doing Million Dollars Butt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's. I think he that's did. He did a lot of work with MDB. Remember the first time I remember interacting I think that was with him. The, the first thing I. Worked on that he directed was MDB, and then he's great. Place. Me too. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Drew Saplin <laughs> yeah, fan. Drew's great. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those, there's there's a, like on the side of like talking about like people who you know are on camera more often than people that aren't. There's like a <clears throat> lot of people that are off camera that because of our interaction with them we can fall in love with them a lot more than the audience gets an opportunity to and those are the kind of people that's like i would just want to be able to just i want to just push them out towards the audience be like this is one of the funniest people i've ever met you need to just focus on this person like stop focusing on everything else like we have like a gem here and you can't force that adoration from an audience but there's people like that that i wish there was something they're, they're more of an outlet yeah i mean i mean uh, drew's a great example andrew rosa is another great yeah. example of someone who's like this is he's, this is a comedic genius yeah, i want to get him on the podcast yeah the, soon, bo- the both of them in the microwave heist they were like the best part <laughs> who was it we were just in- the house business moment <laughs> yeah it's so weird <laughs> we, we were in our office the other day and who was there i think it was uh sam was in there he couldn't find the microwave oh yeah <laughs> Do we need to talk about that? Do we want to talk about that? Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> the audience is going to be so pissed it's, off. It's the, hidden. The, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the long and short of it is the microwave. We don't have a microwave. If we did, it's hidden. 
<laughs> you stole and then hid the microwave. <laughs> it's, it's, you should go check it out. It's brilliant. <laughs> Is it in a cupboard? I'm no. Gonna, I think I'm going to be there later today. I'll, I'll point it out. Remind Clem's, me. Clem's shooting something solid. Oh, yeah. Clem's, Clem's a... Clem I've, got, I've got a scene with her later. <laughs> Talking about the, the creative geniuses, I wish the audience could get more of it. It's Clem. Clem is fucking hilarious. And I, I am so happy every time she gets to show up and shit. Favorite moment ever was the uh, the forming the team short. Oh, and, yeah. And we're doing the walking out shot of us coming out of the hangar. It's a slow-mo thing. And we're all supposed to just walk towards the camera and then spread out. Clem's there and she's got her dynamite that she has... <laughs> That's part of it. And she's just picking her nose right up to the camera and walking just along. Just like lollygagging. Yeah. Like everyone scatters. She's just walking behind everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's one of those times where like a take happens during a, sh during like a shoot. And you're like, please use that take. Please use that take. And they did. John immediately picked up on it. He's like, we got a boogie. And I'm like, what? Does she have a bat in the cave? You're like, no, she's that's gone. She got that. <laughs> it's great. Clem's so good. Uh, she punked me yesterday. Uh, she convinced me that she had a stomach ache and couldn't go to school. So she came to work with me yesterday and was immediately fine. Mm. Ate every snack here, fucked around. I was like, oh, my God, you fake sick now. I need to be on guard about that. Did you do that as a kid? Oh, yeah, all the time. But my mom was not having it. Unless I had a fever, I was going to school. Yeah. And so I learned how to fake a fever. Go on. She would leave and I would rub the thermometer on the palm of my hand mm. to create heat and friction. And now, Steve, back in. even though... That is cheating the system. You're using some physics knowledge there. Yes. To get away from school. So you've clearly learned something. That's a thing about <laughs> being parent that you you do not think about that you're going to experience. Like when you're a parent, you're like, I'm going to experience <clears throat> them learning to walk. I'm going to be there for them to learn how to talk and how to, you know, put food in their mouth but on their own, that kind of thing. You don't realize I'm going to watch my kid learn how to lie. Mm -hmm. Like that is literally <laughs> a skill you are going to watch them do. And you're going to judge them for how bad they are at doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. For a while. And then, but then all then the while, you. all the while, you're going to worry about the day that they're going to be able to get pull one over you, and you're like, "Oh, you actually outlied me. Like I didn't catch you in time." Uh, uh, luckily, both my children are terrible at lying. <laughs> they are just the worst, and I tell them that every single time. Like, you either need to get better at this or be more honest. That's how this is going to work out. Yeah, this middle ground. At this middle ground at. is you getting in trouble all you're the time. You're just wasting my time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've caught my eldest lying to my youngest in the backseat of the car about something that involves me. Like, <laughs> and I, I told him, like, I, I'm like, I'm driving. And she's trying to tell her something about, like, we, something we're going to do tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm here. Like, like, the fact checker is inches from you. Stop it. Stupid. Lie when I'm not around. Yeah. Be better about that. Do you take lots, lots of video of your kids? No. I, I don't actually. I I I don't. Uh, some people probably take this as me being a bad parent. I don't really take my phone out for photos and videos very much with my kids. And I often actually think about that. I don't think that's being a bad parent. It means you're present. Like there, it's a it's a compromise, right? Sure. It's I, one or the other. Hire most a videographer of the time. to follow you around. There you go. I I just it's just something that like when I I because I have them on a very intermittent basis now as yeah. being a single parent with a divorce or anything like that. Um, <laughs> So when I have them and we're out, like we're out and we're doing our thing, and I just I don't I don't take pictures and videos of much of anything when we're out and doing stuff, um, and and I, I I do wish I had more photos and stuff and like because we have like our things that we do and we kind of like 
gone into routines now, which I like. We have our like special spots in Austin and we have our things they look forward to that we're going to do on their weekends there with me. But yeah, I don't, I don't really have a lot, but I know that most parents love to take a tons of pictures and fo- there's nothing wrong with that either. And they share that. Um, but I'm also very like, I'm fine talking about it on like podcasts stuff like that. But as far as like my experience with my kids, I'm very private with them. Mm. I don't share them with the world very much. Um, and so maybe that's partly subconsciously why I do that as well. Yeah, I feel like if I had kids, I would take quite a lot of video just because I think it's cool to, especially now with just a phone looks pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to have such clear video of them when they're older. I have a when, lot. When they were younger. For some reason. I'm not going to post any of it though. Yeah, this must be something that may have developed me later on because I have a ton of video footage of my eldest when she was super young. And I do love looking back at like her tiny little mushy form and comparing it to this like nine-year-old like actual person. Actual that she person. Is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really have a, a lot. I recorded more video footage of my kids in the first month of their life than exists of me in my entire childhood. <laughs> What's I, different? When it doesn't take much. No, and it's going to be cool for them to see it. When yeah, they're... I think it's also more readily accessible now than it was when we were younger. Oh yeah, like, like try to like try to find a picture of me as a kid. It's like, I mean, yet someone had to take a photo, develop it. And they also had to take like save it. 40 to get the right one that wasn't blurry. Like all the pictures of me have, as a kid are garbage. Right. We went to Disney World when I was four. And, and there are like 12 photos from the whole trip and they all suck. Like and, you can't see, they're all dark. You and, can't see me in them. And I'm such an old piece of shit now that all my like baby photos are turning have turned red. Oh <laughs> no. We're like all the... Getting that cool Instagram vintage filter right. there. That's the thing is that the stuff has to last. Like something that's happening now with VHS and will happen over the next 20 or so years is that the... What's on them, like iron oxide or something? The mm. red shit that magnetizes? It's just coming off. Yeah. It's just falling uh, off all VHS tapes around the world. Just sitting there. Yeah, just because of age. And it's like, we you use them, it's even worse. Yeah. Digitize this shit now because if you expect that to play in 30 years, not that you'll yeah. have anything to play it on, but it probably won't. There's a, I've always thought it was, it was really fascinating. There's a scene in, <clears throat> you ever watch Cowboy Bebop, the anime? No. There's a scene in Cowboy Bebop. Where I've watched three episodes. There's a, they they go to do this mission or whatever, and they have to go talk to this um, this collector, this guy who runs a like a vintage media shop, and the guy they they bring him a VHS tape, and the guys in in the show the guy's amazed. He's like, "Can you believe this still works? This still exists?" You know, in the you know in the late twentieth century, they would have magnetized strips and put video and audio on there, and here we are, you know, with this device, and we still can watch it. You know, he's like, "It's so rare," and he's so. But that wouldn't actually be able to yeah. work, right? It might. It would, but maybe that's why in the show he was so gotcha. amazed to find a working one. And you know that show came out in the late '90s, so it's like already seeing that far ahead and knowing this isn't going to be around forever. Yeah, it's weird that stuff that you think is solid has a lifespan. I guess everything has a lifespan, but like a, a DVD would last a lot longer than VHS. I assume it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, a VHS I mean, it's, like it's, gets it's, dr- it, like the tape gets drug out of the cassette in the VCR. Yeah. I think a kind of DVD might also have a shelf life eventually. Yeah, but it does. Yeah, but uh, but even you know, if you're talking about like storing a digital video format, then you run into the problem of like, in 20 years, will there be a codec that can play this, or will this be so ancient that like you have to find something old? Yeah, I have a big gap in, especially using. Well, I used to use iPhoto, like photos now, mm-hmm. but the the AVI support went. So yeah. there's like a big. There's like all of my old videos work, and there's like a gap where I had some sort of Sony phone. Where it just took AVI and then like an LG phone that I just can't play. You can't play really? like through VLC or something. Yeah, I have to get VLC, and it's yeah. just like if I double click in 
photos, it just goes. Don't know. And I have to, to find the original file, and the file's like, ah, I'm, never, I'm just not going to play those files. So I'm having issues with like the uh, high efficiency image <laughs> format. Yeah. It needs to be more widely supported. I, I like, fucking hate it. It's just the fucking worst. Like, like Snapfish. I don't know, I don't know what like, that is. <clears throat> it's like, like an option on the phone now, on iPhones, where instead ah. of using JPEGs, it'll take ATIC photos. Say so. Oh. And so, like, I mean, they're like one and a half megs instead of 10, right? Or, so, like, if you ever want to make a photo album, like a book, and print them, upload them straight to any service, it's not supported. Like, Google kind of supports it, and Apple, of course, natively supports it. But that's it. I've mm -hmm. never even heard of it that is. format. Yeah, I had to upload a photo the other day to, I forget why, for some service. So I took a photo of my camera, went to upload it, and it's like, not supported. It's like, fuck. So I had to open the photo on my laptop, <laughs> export it as a JPEG, JPEG, and then upload that. And then what happens then is it like strips out the EXIF data. I haven't ever successfully carried any of that over. Like, it overwrites the, the date taken, I think. Yeah, it's just this like in-between phase where, like even when they rolled out the video version, like mm -hmm. the high-efficiency video codec or whatever, it was working on the phones because they that was what was taking that video. But if you tried to put it into Final Cut, it was it like... It took them a long time to like, get the support for that. This is an unsupported video format. It's like, this is an Apple format, not supported by Apple. It worked in iMovie, though. It was just a nightmare for us because we do so much between the games on our phones. And I immediately switched to high-efficiency video codec, but none of the editors could use it for ages. That's terrible. Yep. It was anus. Yeah, yeah well, you say it's an in-between time. Maybe. If HEIC and HEVC take off and become more So that's what I'm supported. terrified of, is that I'm now going to have all of these photos. Like, you know, they're on Google Photos. They're backed up. But if I ever want to do anything with them, am I going to have to <clears throat> download and convert them to JPEG? That's just... The, oh, it's so many photos now. Ugh. This episode of the Receive Podcast is also brought to you by Harry's. Humans have been shaving for over 5,000 years. Who knew? Uh, from flint tools to shark teeth to the first copper razor, we always knew that a great shave comes down to the simple, sharp, durable blades. Uh, you know, Harry's is super convenient. Uh, you get the sharpest blade and it's delivered to you. What else could be better? Uh, Harry's is a return to the essential quality durable blades at a fair price, just under $2 per blade. To keep prices low, they cut out the middleman. Harry's owns a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making some of the best razor blades in the world for 99 years. Harry's is also a brand you can be proud of. 1% of the sales are donated to organizations that provide access to mental health care for men. And there's no risk for you trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners and viewers of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash roosterteeth. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Uh, go to harrys.com slash roosterteeth to start shaving better today. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash roosterteeth. Thank you, Harry's, for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. They took Telnet out of macOS. Dude, Aww. okay. They took a lot out of macOS. They took a fucking lot out they of macOS, and I'm so mad about it. They went it. through a phase of, like, each new operating system would be bigger, right? And then they went when it, so it was like, hey, this new operating system will save you space. It's like, yeah, but you took out a bunch of shit that I need. Yeah. What's What again, do you do with Telnet? Telnet? I Telnet into phantom cameras if it's, there's it's, like a... It's like a command line option to remotely connect to a server. Okay. So in his case, he uses it to... The amount of times where I've needed to change an option on a camera, but no one around me had the phantom software or, or anything like that, I could just 
Ethernet into the camera and just do telnet commands. Okay. Because I, for some reason, remembered that I needed to remember those when I used to work. The, the, and so now I can't do that on a Mac. You have to, you can install like the developer kit to get it. Does it have telnet? I think it does have telnet. Um, I'll have to look. But they also removed, they also broke, I used to use wget. It's like a way, a command line to grab a website. Oh, okay. That way if you like want to download a website that we can go through and inspect the HTML or whatever, or, or do something to it. So W or remotely grab a file off of a, of a server. W gets gone. It's a fucking pain the thing in is, the ass. it makes total sense. Like, how many people, how many people watching this podcast have ever used Telnet? Right. It's we, been a solid, probably fifteen years since I used Telnet. <laughs> we used Telnet at the call, call center, center all yep. the time. You would Telnet in a mail service to test if it was working. Uh, yeah, it makes sense that it's all dropping off. Just it's, real inconvenient for the. The old grandpa's still using it. When I was younger, in the late 90s, you know, when the internet was kind of taking off, I thought as time went on that everyone would become an expert in using computers. That yeah. it was just a matter of time and everyone would understand how, yeah. like, they would be so pervasive that everyone would understand how a computer worked. And in my mind, it's like tech support will become unnecessary because <laughs> people would, would just be able to do it themselves. Yeah. But we've gone the ex- I was, I've never been more wrong. We've gone the exact opposite way where it's like, Technology has now become a black box where it's like you don't no one has to understand how it works It's just like you click on some stuff and some magic happens and then you end up with the result that you want I totally agree because I was the I was the young kid growing up who was the computer nerd and uh, Adopted computers as a as a hobby early on so then you know became that young kid that people ask for help with like tech support and that kind of thing and I was always like I cannot wait till (laughs) <laughs> all y'all die off <laughs> and, and it's just a bunch of me's walking around yeah. who who have been grown grow up with this thing and understand everything like that but it's not that it's not and it's the same with cameras like portrait mode on an iphone is bloody easy to do yeah but like mm-hmm. like you were saying about all like the old pictures of you guys as a kid they're all like partially in focus and like exposed the wrong way because to get a picture with depth on film that would take some sort of photographic knowledge. Yeah. Plus, to also pull that the, off. the cameras they were using back then Garbage. didn't really have any control. And plus, film was, right. was like so vulnerable. Like, yeah. Once you had and a good camera, the out. film didn't guarantee anything. Uh, so, okay, since we've entered the nostalgia portion of the podcast, <laughs> tell um, that. <laughs> I, uh, I I read this really interesting article the other day, and it, it really got me thinking. You know, it was it was an article about what was the first presidential campaign website. And I guess during the, it was a Bill Clinton-Bob Dole debate mm-hmm. in uh, mid-96. At the very end of the debate, Bob Dole encourages people to go to dolekemp96.org, which is the first time a website's ever mentioned in a presidential Fucking debate. Fucking Bob Dole of all and people. the website is still up. Yeah. Wow. With that URL, 96? With that URL, is it- dolekemp96.org. Is it- as it was designed as back then? As it was designed at the time. I gotta see What it. is the oldest, pristine, original website? That'd be Space a Jam? That? <laughs> wow. You can see the size of the like screens a... that used to display that from how narrow Please it tell is. tell me it has a, uh, has a guest book that I can sign uh, in. Let's it see. looks like it would have. It's like so small. <laughs> is, that, is that using like the scroll text HTML? Or is that It's a got GIF? an animated GIF. Yeah, it's got an animated yeah, GIF. Yeah, it's an animated GIF. Uh, oh yeah, they stopped supporting scroll yeah. a long time ago. It's funny, today's shows. headlines is November 5th, 1996. It must be the last time it was updated. Oh, wow. What a time capsule. But I guess apparently there's, so there's some, a li- I don't want to say controversy, but there's some ambiguity as to whether or not this is actually the first presidential 
uh, website. So it's the oldest one available still. But apparently Bill Clinton also had one that he launched around the same time. Uh, but Bill Clinton was also using like listservs and chat rooms and other uh, forms of the internet to try to communicate with voters. But it's weird how it's, um, how long ago has that been now? 23 years? Oh, 20, oh I was God. always impressed when websites just wouldn't ever change. There was a website I used to use for cheat codes called gamewinners.com. Yeah, remember that. And it was the same. Like I, I've probably used it for a decade. It never changed. It still looked the same, like beige and blue text. Looked like shit. What about GameFAQs? GameFAQs has been that same way for, for a I long time. I appreciate how GameFAQs has maintained its like minimalist style and how it does stuff. It looks a little updated, but it's essentially the same. But when you look up like a fact, it's like they would always do like that. It was text a text format. Doc, it was yeah. text document. That was great. That's what, what happened I wanted. to cheat codes? I feel like people, the games don't what really happened, have them. You, microtransactions. That's what happened to cheat codes. Huh. <laughs> you pay for your cheat codes. Right. It's like, yeah. you I, can I put a cheat code I, in to unlock something, or you can pay 99 cents to do it. I just can't tell whether it's because I don't have any interest in cheating anymore, or because like I was young and I had a low attention span. Like I'd play The Sims and I'd be like, I can't afford anything. Shing! I have like a million bucks now. I'll tell you the last time I did that was on Minecraft, where I just like spawn all the iron and shit that I need. But Minecraft has creative mode now. No, but it was also playing on our own server where we turned uh, that on. Um, Last time I used a cheat code was. I dark. guess Sims still has cheat codes though. Sims te- def- like definitely has to. Yeah, but if yeah, I guess if I played The Sims now, I wouldn't want to cheat. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure out if it was me as a kid who just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> I figured out you could uh, you could. It wasn't cheat codes. What was it like? What was it called when you downloaded a program? Pirating. No. <laughs> No, but uh, like a crack? Uh, there was like a crack, like uh, not, but not even a crack. It was crack like a, was, to, was it was like something that ran in the background of the game that would that would you know modify the game as you played it. Um, I can't remember the name of the word I'm looking for, but I have bought uh, like an action replay kind of something thing? like that. But it was for Dark Souls Two. I figured out you could do with Dark Souls Two on PC. There's like a thing that could give you like unlimited souls if you wanted. Mm. Um, that was the last time I I cheated just because I was getting so frustrated with Dark Souls Two. I was like, I just want to get through this game. So I was like, give me souls. Yeah, I, I didn't even like, finish the game. Give me souls. Nowadays, you could just a lot of games allow you to change difficulty on the spot, which I think has gotten rid of mm. a ton of use for cheat codes. God of but War. A lot of cheats were really fun. It'd be like, hey, you can have infinite ammo on a on a gun that you, you're supposed to have like two shots with. Like what? Uh, like a rocket launcher. You just like. God of War literally has a mode that they the description of the difficulties, and they have the one that's like, I just want to watch a story. And so, like they, t- it's it's like they 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 recognize that you want to turn the difficulty down so low that c- uh, enemies die so easily just because you want to you just want to walk through the game yeah. and experience playing the a game like story. a movie. Mm-hmm. I can see why people would want to do. Do you still get achievements in those I mean, environments? I, I, I don't know. I I, I don't. Really Could a follow. fungus get that achievement? You, you, there are, you <laughs> can, but then sometimes what they'll do is they'll layer in other achievements. Like you have to beat it on this difficulty or higher gotcha. or things like that. That game scales insanely where I I'm I played it on like the middle ground setting when I finished God of War but I we did a couple streams with Chad and Chad's he's he's a gamer boy and um he wanted to play it on a hard difficulty so we threw it on hard I don't know if you've ever played God of War on hard but it gets like dark souls like in the difficulty of the combat where you're literally like having to dodge and roll and get out of things out of the way and wait for an opening and get in there and get a combo and everything like that. It scales up insanely. Yeah, I think I played on the one down from the hardest. And then I got real stuck on that last Valkyrie. I can't imagine because I played the Valkyries in the middle ground and I was like, this is as 
hard as I can make this ever, and I would never, I'd never be able to beat these characters ever. Yeah, it was a real good challenge. I, I can't remember the name of what's the place with all the fog that kills you. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like Niflheim or Niflheim. something. Yeah, that trying to like get all through there and then fight the Valkyrie once you're in there. That was that was tough. And Muspelheim with the the waves of enemies, they were like a real challenge. But yeah. I did them. And then when I got to the final Valkyrie, I was I'd never be it. <laughs> Could never do it. So um, I'm gonna change the subject. I was it. trying to find some earrings to wear this morning that I never found, but I found these. And so I brought them in. These are earrings that my second cousin made me, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. And they're that cursed. Are red versus blue. Red versus blue <laughs> earrings. Oh, they are red versus blue. Isn't that cute? She's like an old lady, and she made me these. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with uh, uh, our Roosty Twitch chat yesterday while I was playing some more Warcraft, and we got on the topic of, like, what people what got people into rooster teeth because that like story has changed a lot over time and like a lot of people were throwing out red versus blue and that was obviously like a, a, a origin story for a ton of people me that was how i got it. i mean uh, we were just talking who who, who I, I blew someone's mind when i said like you were not hired to be achievement hunter you were hired because of your work in way red before blue. achievement hunter yeah, yeah. and that Oh, we were talking about uh, uh, oh, it's, uh, uh, someone recently uh, has got has is shifting work, and I don't want to give out any information that's not public yet. But someone's changing work because they did the thing where like they hung out enough at in one department and have like made themselves like useful in one department enough, or were just they're just being adopted into that apartment that department. Similar to how you just were like when you got hired, you were put in the corner out in the uh, the what do we call that area? The dungeon. The dungeon. And you went, no, and you walked over to the Achievement Hunter office and sat down there, and then you just kind of were absorbed into Achievement Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I was I was mainly back when I first started. I was on the podcast because Bernie wanted me to be on that. So you're talking about when out. you, like, became an official yeah, employee. Yeah, okay. I would help out on... This is a rock called Yeah, but what it meant was is that I just had too much downtime. And when I wasn't making slow-mo guys, I was in the dungeon, and I just wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. I don't remember you sitting in the dungeon. It but was only for, it was probably for less than two weeks. But in the end, I waited for Mike, the uh, intern Mike, mm -hmm. who was an achievement hunter. He went back to Canada and I was like, all right, I'm taking this desk. I'm just going <laughs> to sit in here. The first, one of the first things I did in there was I was, I went in and I was like, does anyone need anything editing? And Michael had just recorded a rage quit. Yeah. So I was like, I'll, I'll cut that together if you want. And he was like, sweet. <laughs> I yeah. hate doing that. Yeah. And I just made a rage quit. And then... I made an MLB Let's Play with Jeff, and I was like, nah, it's still one of the funniest Let's Plays ever. Yeah, and then we're just like, I should probably just sit in here all the time, not but in that, the dungeon. But that was like, some, it, it, telling that to someone that you were RVB is what you originally worked yeah. with us on, on a contract basis, essentially. Um, yeah, they, I was never were, hired to be an achievement hunter. Yeah, that, that was, that blew their mind. But we, yeah, we were, I was talking with Chad about like what got people in, and we were, so funny you mentioned Rage, Rage Quit. Rage Quit was like, for a huge section of Rooster Teeth was the reason why people found us because it was like one of those breakout hit shows yeah you yeah. have to, you, they all stood alone yeah there was no buy-in right you just watched this screaming boy man screams <laughs> yeah, at video I was gonna game. say this that's the headline screaming boy yeah. i assume it was very polarizing it was like this guy is loud and <laughs> awful i'm out or this guy is great i want to see him i want to see the other things this guy is in and that's how we pulled in a lot of achievement hunter yeah, that's how we pulled it. I was nothing to do with that. Yeah. So Michael pulled. Good it job, Gavin. <laughs> Good job. You which, did it. Which rage quit was it that you edited? Do you remember? I want to say it was a Rainbow Six Vegas one. I think he had his face. I think okay. a lot of the. I think a lot of the rage quit was him trying to put his face on the character. <laughs> I think. 
Oh, him Whenever trying to use that, that game feature of the the face mapping that it had yeah. in Red Vegas? I think it was just mainly him trying to take his own picture. Is that the same one that you guys later on made Let's Plays <laughs> of and put your faces into? In it, yeah. yeah. Bit of full circle. When did that come out? Is that on there? Look, um, How old that rage quit is? I'm looking it up. This is our, our great internet. <laughs> I, I would also cut things that other people made that didn't want to edit. So I would cut Game Night, because that was just Caleb mm -hmm. making footage. Right. I thought Jeff capturing it, but didn't want to edit it. And Seven years ago, uh, February 2012. Yeah, that was the month I moved. Do you enjoy editing? Yeah, I still edit all my own slumber guys. And you do that because you want to edit your slumber guys. Oh, there it is. I've tried... <laughs> <laughs> that was my entrance. He's so quivery. To, uh, who is that? I want to know who's behind him. It's Jack. Is that Jack? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He sat it's on mirrored. that side. Yeah. It hit the camera, mirrored the room. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the corner. Yeah. So, I mean, I had done stuff with Achievement Hunter before that. I would do guides with Jeff like years before, like in the Congress office. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't. I guess that wasn't what I was brought over for. A different mm -hmm. phase in the Achievement Hunter. So you life. did. You did a lot of. Editing for Achievement Hunter then was what you were doing a lot of. Yeah, when Achievement Hunter started, I would also do a bunch of like data entry on the website because it, it used to list oh, all God. the games. Yeah. I still have those files where I was like downloading the game box images. I forgot about images. that, yeah, and you'd have to, oh, uh, God. I did like 200 of those. so much work. Do you know the last Minecraft one you edited? Because that was you. King Gavin. <laughs> what a way to go out. Yeah. Yeah, then we... uh. Yeah, it just got to the point where the people on camera didn't have enough time to edit anymore. Yeah, and your, the system that's happening at Achievement Hunter now is is exactly what it needs to be in order to create a pipeline that can output what it needs to output. Right. Yeah, it gives us all a lot more energy to be in content. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more expensive, I assume, to have a whole room full of other people cutting yeah. stuff together when we used to do it ourselves. You've got to produce a lot more videos to make up for it. Yeah. Make up in volume. We have, we have uh, a, a few editors that help us do stuff. Not help us. They do stuff for us uh, for the in the core area, um, and one of them, one of one of the guys, uh, uh, Neil, uh, who was in Achievement Hunter as far as editor yeah. originally, he um, he edits the majority of our shorts and that kind of thing. And he went on vacation, um, so that meant that a lot of the editing responsibilities were kind of spread out to <coughs> like if you wrote or directed this thing, you might be editing as well. Which because that most people over in the core have that you know shared skill like. Um, a lot of us have editing background. Uh, and so, yeah, a lot of people over there are like, it's it's almost like if like your support group went on vacation and like Michael was editing Rage Quit and Jack was, or Ryan, does, Ryan doesn't edit GTA anymore. He used to no, but GTA. he did for hundred, over a hundred episodes. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, but, I think editing is important. It makes you a better, kind of not the case with video games because you just hit record. But when you're shooting stuff, it makes you a better shooter and then just a more considerate like you, you don't. I feel just, like it makes you more aware of what you need to capture. Yeah, like what, need works, to what doesn't work. Right. Yeah. You can tell the people in Achievement Hunter who never edited because they, they'll just hit record, and be like, ah, you know, we'll, they'll figure it out and post. It's like, no, 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 because they weren't like <laughs> yeah. that's so funny you say that though because uh, uh talking about chris chris is editing some stuff right now uh and he described maybe like yesterday or a couple days ago about like editing is a way that if if you if you're editing your project or something you shot it shows you what you didn't do right and yeah. also shows like it's like like i'm not funny like i wasn't <laughs> funny that day yeah. that was not good uh when you know we first started 
doing Rooster stuff. Um, like I helped do a lot of the machine animation in Red versus Blue, but it wasn't. It was always Bernie who did the capture and the edit in the early days. And I remember, uh, like one of the first times I had to to do some of that work on my own, I was working on a, a commercial for um, for a video game. And I went out, and uh, we were using outside editors at the time. We had to go to a location, and I was working at their facility, so I was capturing, and they had their own editor. So I was capturing stuff that I thought was great. And then, like at the end of the first day of capturing, the editor came up to me, was like, "Listen." <laughs> you need to <laughs> you, you need to capture less you need to capture what it is specifically you're looking for it's like oh shit he's right yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> i was just taking long takes and not sure what was going on yeah it's like it's gonna be a lot more focused about this yeah just running a camera no just that's... just to be like oh i've got you know i'm covering my bases it's like you're killing the editor man yeah. you're just chewing up time you gotta watch all of that yeah oh. that was a we had to have a discussion about that recently when we shot the heist uh, the shooting the heist, we had so many things going on. We had a lot of people filming perspectives, but in the end, I mean, it in the end, it made for a very good video to be able to cut from Ellie to, to yeah. me and Christina. That but was like, the video that like, needed. I imagine reconciling that timeline, seeing the, seeing the same moments from multiple multiple videos, even like yeah. the, when mm -hmm. the cart goes away and then we were running into the thing yeah. in our video. Yeah, it's great, and but like editing it, Ellie. Was just like there's just so much. There's and just also, so much because I mean you got to think about it. I don't think that video was made with any company equipment. It was all of our personal phones. Mm -hmm. But everyone has different settings. Everyone yeah. has different phones. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it's yeah. like some people maybe thirty frames in HD or sixty in four K yeah. or sixty I in HD and thirty in four K. It's like yeah, none of that stuff is good on the timeline. We had we had a, we had a uh, that was brought up in a meeting recently where it was like if we're gonna do RT lives like that in the future, if you're gonna do it like. If you can think about it, grab, we have these, we have a couple of Sonys that are over in Core that was like, grab those and shoot with those. Just, just do that. They're there, grab those, and then you can get two perspectives with those two cameras, and I don't have to have like an Android camera, an iPhone, and a GoPro, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Because um, in the edit, it, it comes down and becomes sucky. I was uh, filming something recently with people who don't normally film things, and the first day, you know, we start working, and then I had to set everyone aside, I was like, okay. Have we synchronized on a file format? Are we all doing the same thing here? Like, <laughs> like we then they were like, oh no, we didn't think about that. It's like, let's standardize all of that and let's make sure we're all doing you know this format, this frame rate. Otherwise, this is gonna be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, and and it's hard because well, like, I shoot everything always at the height because you have usually an Apple phone won't by default shoot in 4K at right. 60 frames because it's no one really needs that. And it'll take, take up like, a use up. But I've always, every time I get a new phone, I'm like, all right, max res, max frame rate. But you can't really ask everyone to do that across their phones because everyone has a different phone. They might have the smaller version, you know, like a version with hardly any storage where you, you're like, you have to shoot on this. And then suddenly their phone is full all the time. Or their camera consider it, isn't it? can't do a 4K. Yeah. That's the other thing we you just talked about when we were doing our, we were talking in that meeting about RT Life. It's like, what's a standardized resolution frame rate that we can get across most people's phones just in case? You know, yeah, we, we're all filming, and each phone is in different condition too. Like you can see in my footage of the heist, that there's like this annoying lens flare, and it's because my lens is cracked, oh. <laughs> and I haven't got it fixed yet. I know it's just, I'm just gonna wait until the new phone. But anything I film between now and then is just gonna it's have that JJ. I'm outside. Look. It's gonna be like this episode of Rooster Teeth Podcast is also brought to you by the Rooster Teeth Store. There's something for everyone at the Rooster Teeth Store, and right now we've got all sorts of new, awesome products for you to check out. You can stay classy with new Rooster Teeth brand collection or check out the new Ruby Funko Pop figures. The RT Store has just the right thing for you or the Rooster Teeth fan in your life. Find the perfect Rooster Teeth merch made just for you at store.roosterteeth.com. That's store.roosterteeth.com. Check it out.
Uh, I have a funny story about Chris that I want to tell. Okay. Can I tell a funny story about Chris? Go for it. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, I went to uh, often like uh, here at the office, we'll like be working on a project and working hard on it. And then like you get a little bit of cabin fever. So you have to like force yourself to get out of the office and go like actually see the sun and breathe oxygen. That can help reset your brain. So one of those days, Chris and I wanted to walk over to the, get a coffee over at Starbucks. We went over there and we like actually sat down in Starbucks and took a breather in the air conditioner or something like that. And we were talking about something and uh, we were, uh, we were talking about DC movies and we got on, we got to one of those points where we were talking about something. And if you ever like, uh, you have to have those moments where those brain fart moments where there's something so trivial that you should know the name of, but your brain is like, no, we're not going to remember that yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. And you just feel so frustrated and you want anybody to give you a lifeline to help you out. Chris hit that in us. We were talking about like, uh, you know, the good and the bad of the DC universe and everything. And he wanted to say the word Wonder Woman. He wanted to say <laughs> oh, wow, Wonder okay. Woman. But he couldn't. And I recognized that his brain was not remembering that. And so I said, I'm not helping you. You need to figure this out. And was so he I drinking the day before? No. We that were just to me if I'm hungover. We were just at Starbucks and he just couldn't remember the word Wonder Woman and I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down the progression of things that he was okay. stuttering oh out my God, this is great. before he could get to it because he was he was he was doing a thing where you're saying something and then you just halfway through saying it kind of grabbing on you're kind of yeah. grabbing onto it so he was like a uh, a uh, Captain Woman and, I, and it's like no <laughs> wow and, girl and then he went America no it's not that and then he went Superwoman and I was like nope you're not there yet and he, he even went down and he was like. Aqua, no. <laughs> Aqua. He's going through all the elements. And then he got closer, but he couldn't get it. He was like, invisible jet. And I was like, yes, keep going, sweetie. Lasso. And he, he got to, he went, Amazon. And I was, oh, so I was like, yes, yes. And he still took like oh another minute. He was God. like, Wonder Woman. <laughs> and he got it out. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like, what chemically is happening there? I don't know. Uh, I have that happen with names uh, 20 the, times a day. The, I, have, I have an issue. The worst ex uh, example of that that I ever had is once I was sitting uh, in a high school class. I think it was my high school English class. And I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I'm sitting there and I had to turn to, I had a, a friend of mine who sat next to me and uh, I turned to him and I said, I know this is a really stupid question and I can't get it out of my head, but what was Hitler's last name? Yeah. <laughs> and my friend looked at me and he was like, are you serious? I was like, I just can't think of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously oh, Hitler good. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing I, I I don't know if I have this I don't know if if I'm totally diagnosing myself with something wrong. But there's a thing called anomia aphasia, uh -huh. which is like the inability to remember like names or like to to be able to identify someone, and it's gotten to that point with me where I I I will like if I don't say your name every day or so, there's a good chance that in the next day, I will forget it during that day and will not be able to recall. Like there's been coworkers that I've like, I work next to and my brain goes, you know, for the next hour, you're not going to know this person's <laughs> name yep. and you're going to have to deal with that. And I hate it so much. Worst time it ever happened was on the spot. And I've told this story before. We had Paul Shear on and at the end of the show, often when we have a guest, I like to say thank you to the guests for being there. Five minutes before that happened, my brain went, we're going to forget his name right now. <laughs> God. And, what did you do? Oh, panic, for one, <laughs> internally, and uh, grasp for whatever I could, <laughs> found the name Paul Shear somewhere, 
Had no confidence like, it was his actual name. Had no confidence. Nope. I said, I, I went, you know what? We have to commit to this and just hope. And I said, Paul Shear, um, dying inside a thousand deaths. Camera's cut. And I went, <laughs> and I just looked oh, up. Like, okay, God. God. It was, that's his name. That's his name. He was great, by the way. He was so good. Such a good guy. You should have just reversed image searched him. Just taken a picture of him <laughs> and see what Google <laughs> like, okay, like an augmented reality overlay. Just use the <laughs> AR thing on the Google Pixel. The first time I ever met Trevor, I went over from the bungalow where I was working. I was told, go find Trevor, an achievement hunter. He can help you. Sounds good. In the <laughs> small walk from there to the Achievement Hunter office, his name became Nathan in my brain. And so I walk in, I'm like, hey, Nathan, uh, I'm Becca, nice to meet And he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) I never, he had no idea who I was. Turned around, I was just like, who are you talking to? That's so good. (laughs) I thought you were some crazy. He looks like a Nathan to me. Sure. So could be a Nathan, I guess. white boy, yeah. Let's just start calling him Nathan. And I still, to this day, feel very bad about that. We have another Nathan, though. Yeah. We do have have another Nathan. A new Nathan? Well, no, there's already no, a Nathan here. We have here. A Nathan that works we, here. There's only one Trevor. Let's not double up on names if we don't have to. Yeah. Sure. We got too many Johns already. Are the two Beckers here? No. It's two Gavins. I'm it's the only person Gavins. here who has, I think, other people that here have the same name on this podcast right now. Wait, oh, there's, 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 there's another there's Gavin. Gavin. The thing that I just said? Yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to you half the time. I just try to Honestly, tune you Honestly, we've come through this. It's very hard to listen to people on the podcast while you're on it. Yeah. Because you're trying to think of things. Yeah. yeah. That's um, a that's something that I've I've recognized in doing uh, Twitch streaming with Roosteeth, um, in that the majority of the people who are over in core who are on the streams they don't have a background in doing any uh, video game content, uh, let's plays or anything like that, and so not that I have an extensive one, but I've I've done it for a while. I've personally streamed for a while. I've done some random videos with Achievement Hunter, uh, talking about Rage Quit. That was one of the first videos I did with Achievement Hunter, uh, and you kind of like. You you that you don't realize that that's a, like an actual skill. Like even what you guys do with all your let's plays, the ability to play games and also talk, make banter, tell stories, and that kind of thing is a whole coordination of the brain and your yeah. and your and your hands, and everything. That, and if and if you just go suddenly into that, I always found that it wasn't actually difficult to talk and like try and fit in. It's more difficult just to shut up and listen. Mm. So yeah. you're not just blindly spewing random crap <laughs> that you're doing in the game over the top of everyone else. And when when we have new people come in. Sometimes they're the loudest people in the video. Mm. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. back, like, yeah, ease yeah. off. You got to learn to collaborate. <laughs> so yeah. that's what improv was really good for. I did that first round of classes with everyone. There were a lot of exercises about, listen, shut up, don't say a word, let them finish, and then yeah, think, repeat what they said back to them. I think it's, when you're on a mic or you're in front of people, uh, it's easy to just start, like, I need to fill the space. I need to fill the time and just start going and, and talking or doing something. It's one of the hardest things about doing the live podcasts that, RTX and stuff is mm-hmm. that you kind of have to keep the flow of conversation going and most of the time you can't Hear it's, people if, if someone's talking at you and they're telling a, a long story. It's fine But if they just interject with a joke Chances are I'll miss yeah. it and I'll go back and watch I'll have to go back layout. and watch yeah. and be like what did that person say that was so funny? And I'll be like, oh, that was funny and yeah. in, in the moment I'm just like huh. and I just have to keep yeah. going as if I've heard it yeah. on the spots the same because we do in the same hall at RTX, and it's just a giant echoey room. Yeah, I wish that we're we all the... facing out, and just and then all the noise is coming back to us right. in like reverberation. And it's like I don't know. I would love to wear headphones on those, to be honest. Okay, we'll do it. It's even Make worse sure. for on the spot Make because sure. we've taken over sometimes where people get up and they go in front of the table that we're all at and perform out that way. So I'm seeing the backs of them. I can't even watch their lips. I can't take anything, and I'm just hearing fragments of the scenes they're doing. 
what I want to say is that my life is really hard, and I really want need you guys' help. We talked about this. I'm going to totally change the subject here. We talked about this right before the podcast started. I had an epiphany the other day. Well, before I get to that, there's something else I want to mention. So I said I was reading the, uh, the comments on the last podcast on YouTube, which just came out yesterday uh, on YouTube. And I saw that thing about people said that Drew really fit in. But I read another comment that really got to me. And it's made me really nervous and self-conscious now. About you? Oh, no. They didn't know it was about me, but it was about me. They said at one point during the podcast, I forget what section it was. They said, someone's nose is whistling a lot. And it's really distracting. <laughs> it's 100% me. My nose whistles. All the time? Not all the time, but a lot. You need it's to moisturize it. in It's there. doing it right now. Can't, we can't, can't hear, hear it. it See, but the audio it. listeners, whoever's listening on audio probably just heard it. So now it's like whenever someone else is talking, I make a conscious effort to get away from my mic and to not have my nose right up on it so that you can't hear my nose whistling. Does moisturizing, how, like, can you get like a nose spray or something? Yeah, like a saline mist. That's yeah, mm-hmm. that will help. Okay, you. I gotta get it. I gotta do that because it's what, terrible. What if you just slightly some, go some, see them open while you talk? I think it's the, the the whistles up here, like in the bridge. And sometimes I'll be <laughs> sitting at home, and if like it's quiet and the TV's off, and like I'm sitting there and Esther's on the couch, she'll turn to me and say like, "Does that not annoy you?" <laughs> oh my like, god! I was like, "I'm sorry, you can hear that." Oh my god! I thought it was just me. <laughs> the shit you pick up on when you're living in that close of quarters with someone for that ex- extended oh. period of time, like. Okay, uh, so many idiosyncrasies that I didn't know I had that Michael's like, stop. Stop rubbing your tongue on your bottom retainer. Stop it. I'm because like, he oh can God. hear it? No, he sees me he like sees do, <laughs> do this all the time. And I am now so painfully aware of how often I do it. I do it all the time and I can't stop. I can't. I, I had an ex that that it was uh, anytime I touched any of my facial hair, anything. Just my brother, just, just that's doing his. This, or just like uh, playing with your mustache. Like I might as well have just been throwing rocks at her. <laughs> oh, it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. But the thing I was going to say, we, right before the podcast, we were talking. And uh, did anybody ever watch Good Eats? You know, the yeah. Alton Brown cooking show? Uh, apparently, they just uh, they started up new episodes. Yeah. Like, it, it came back. And, uh, chicken Parmesan. They did episode. Chicken Parmesan, and they did uh, Superfood. Like, uh, they did a second episode about, like, oh, nice. uh, I'll watch that. quinoa and chia seeds. And when they were talking about chia seeds, he said something I never connected the dots on. Yeah. That... The seeds you put on chia pets are chia seeds that we eat now. Oh fuck! Right, <laughs> you just like you, you knew the word, you but just, you never yeah, connected yeah, yeah. just blown that. like thousands of minds right now. I was watching. I was like, "Holy shit!" I and knew. you were showing me what chia pet was. Yeah, yeah, like no, a bunch I, of, oh yeah, bunch of a, I imagine that's a weird American thing. Smear on an shape, and it grows a bunch water. of fur. Right. So, was that edible in that form? I don't know. Maybe it was. We should buy a chia pet. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been dry. Chia seeds that then you mixed with the solution and then did the pasty over mm. the thing. So I imagine the raw version had to be. But edible. that might be why it was pasty. Like you added the water to it. Like chia, no, chia but, seeds but, when you eat them, you add like a liquid and they get like That's the thing is that pasty. chia yeah. seeds themselves expand and absorb water and become sticky. So like. They're old seeds? No, not like chia seeds. Chia seeds are weird. They become mm. gelatinous. Almost. Yeah. Your seed uh, is always sticky. Hey, oh. Yeah, I was saying that there should be That's a the chia. podcast. There should be a chia pet that was just a cock and balls and it becomes. <laughs> It hits puberty. And I've determined sure there's, there's no, there's no sure way there's one out there. To think of that. I'm sure Spencer Gifts probably sells one of those. Penis, <laughs> chia, pet. Let's see. Come on. I just want our internet. Okay, there it is. Uh, I don't see one. Also. Oh, well, although I see. A, a hairy dick would be concerning. Maybe just on the balls. Ooh, my yeah, dick, it would my be dick has whole... hair. Your dick has hair? Yeah. How oh, far down dick. the shaft? I mean, like, it, it's got these random ones that go up higher than I really prefer. I mean, I shave. Oh yeah, no, this this like, especially in the undercarriage. Yeah, the the underside of a penis can get pretty hairy. Like where it meets the balls. I always figured that was just like ball. Residual. No, it goes it goes from the balls up the shaft. 
Wow. Yeah, there's hair. Have you not? Not the whole Michael's one. Like, okay, grab a penis. Michael has no hair. Lift Let's it up. <laughs> oh, he is, he is a hairless like, man, yeah. isn't he? Oh, is he? Wait. Down there even? Well, I mean, he has hair, but like... <laughs> <laughs> he's just... He doesn't have to shave. He has like like 15 whiskers. So you've never just upsided a dick and had a look on anyone else? <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, well I... W- you forget? Have you forgotten penises? I mean, I, I try to forget some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I'm just like, I, yeah, I'm just... It's not like... And like, it's like, it's I always like figure it's just like a halo. Like the top hair, the, the like pubes. And oh, then yeah. I figured it like circumvented the dick and then went down the balls. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a big mound of pubic hair on no. the penis. It's, like not, I, it's more of just like... It's not like a sheath. It's not a sheath. Yeah, it's like tapering off, but it's not like a hard out but on I the did balls. Have, it's to so the, funny like, because up, I, 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 I manscaped everything like that, and but there was, I did have a moment recently where I found a hair that was like... <laughs> Higher than I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> I was like, "That's a little high. Let's back <laughs> off here, guys." Okay, but that, but I, but that's like par for the course for me. In that, I think that because of my chemical treatment that I constantly have to do for myself, where I, I lather testosterone in myself every single day of my life, that I've gotten hairier and hairier and hairier. Most guys actually do. Like, there's a lot of guys who get hairy and hairy, but it's like because I've gone from like hairless wonder as an adult and now like thirty. Coming up 35, like I've got a lot more hair than I've had before, and it just is not going to stop. And I'm like, is it going to stop if I stop doing my treatment? Is that what's going to work out? Because it's a lot. Yeah, where will it end? I don't know because like I used to not have like hair on my upper arms, but like I've shaved, but you can see it's growing back. Really? And like this gets this whole arm will get shaggy and everything like that. Like I, I would say now you're hairier than most people. I used to have like only a little like patch of hair on my chest, but now like I've got like. Good amount of chest hair. I'm not Gavin, like you. You you are you know fucking Chewbacca, but uh, you're, you're not Chewbacca. fucking Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why I've noticed the uh, the base of the penis hair. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah, there was a time where I was like having a little trim, and I was like, I guess I have to trim there. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Just sort of lift it up and that's go down fine. the bottom. It's <laughs> fine. It's not a big deal. It's what about of- you? Bottom of the penis hair? Uh, yeah. Uh, you gotta, you gotta be careful. I don't know if it's any, I guess it's more on the bottom. I never paid attention to, like, the distribution around the shaft, but I guess, yeah, that makes sense. I always found it strange that from underneath, the the balls look like they're, like, halfway down the penis. They're what? Halfway... Wait, what do you mean from halfway underneath? Up? What person? Well, just because the guttural bulge <laughs> is, like, behind the balls, but it yeah. is in the same shape as a penis. What? So, like, I need a 3D look, rendering of what he is explaining right now. I guess, right like, now. look at a guy from behind on all fours. Okay, come here. Okay, Okay, so you're hanging, you have the hanging balls. But there's, okay, wait, like, so, an area behind wait, the balls that so is... So, a guy is on all fours, right here. <laughs> and I am, I am viewing him from this perspective. And just viewing flaccid penis and balls. How so do just, I back out of like the conversation? Utters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even speaking into a microphone as I, I do that. <laughs> this is how you back out of a conversation. <laughs> I I read a crazy story the other day. Apparently, there was a fake U.S. embassy that was operating <clears throat> in Ghana. Uh, I don't remember how long. For about a decade, it operated in what? Ghana. A decade? Yeah. And they were issuing... At that point, you're not a fake U.S. embassy. Yeah. I think you become one. They were issuing Common fake law. visas for people to come visit the U.S. And they had... So the way it worked was they, they operated in this building... And another business in the building 
was um, like a sewing, like a textile manufacturing. So they had sewing machines and whatnot. So when you know people want visas, they would bring the passports in, so they could take the passport apart and then re-sew it together using the industrial sewing machines that they had in the way that the passports actually constructed. And they would issue fake visas that were almost indistinguishable from real visas. So when they would give them to someone, they would come to the U.S. and since it looked the same at point of entry, the person who inspected the passport, the visa thought it looked identical to the real thing and they would let them into the country. I stand by what I said. You, they were a real embassy at that point. <laughs> Essentially, it was in uh, Accra, Ghana. So and it was. And the U.S. government had no idea that it was operating? I, I guess. And they finally realized it and shut it down. Like it's but, one thing to give out fake visas, but to have like a fake almost storefront? Mm-hmm. Well, I, surely there were there were no Americans working there. So why? How would they have thought it was a, a real embassy? I don't know. Maybe well, you, every well, I've not. If you don't, if you if you've never visited an embassy and that's your only interaction, maybe you think that's fine. Like I guess. But yeah, every people. time I went to the American embassy in mm-hmm. London, I would always have to okay. interact with the Americans. The fake embassy did not accept walk-in visa appointments. Okay. Instead, they drove to the most remote parts of West Africa to find customers, uh, advertising their services through flyers and billboards. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they would shuttle the customers to Accra, rent them in a, a room in a hotel nearby. Wow, that's shuttle a lot of investment. To and from the fake embassy. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. You, you just made me think of a realization I had that I swear connects to what you just said. Uh, but it's like, it's on the, it's on that <clears throat> subject of like, you know, the designation of something being legitimate or illegitimate and that kind of thing. And it was, hang with me. It was watching the re, the live action reboot of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, which I did not really like the majority of the film. Um, but there was, came a point that they got near the end of the film where they were recreating a moment from the cartoon that made me see that moment of the cartoon in a different light. And it was when Jafar now has the lamp. Spoilers if you haven't seen Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has the lamp and he makes his, uh, uh, I think his first wish, which is he wishes to be Sultan. And in the cartoon, uh, Genie you know, does this whole thing and all this magical dust happens everywhere and the Sultan's clothing comes off and everything like that and puts it on Jafar and Jafar becomes Sultan. They do it in the movie and they do similar same thing, but for some reason, because it wasn't cartoonish or anything like that and you saw real people, it was, it made me realize, how is he the Sultan now? Like what? He just has clothes? He, he, because <laughs> then outfit. all the soldiers go, oh, he's the Sultan. I'm like, but they didn't like get all magicaled. Like, there wasn't, like, a bunch of, like, dust or anything where they're all, like, hypnotized now and, like, they didn't rewrite history. It's just, he's so... And like, then, like, five minutes later, they're like, oh, you're not the same. Yeah, and then <laughs> in, the, in the remake movie, the, the the captain of the guard, after being besieged by Jasmine, goes, okay, yeah, he's Sultan. <laughs> like, the original guy, I gotta follow him. It's like... So, I, I would say in the remake, thinking about it now, I never, never really thought about that. The genie just did a terrible job. Yes, he just gave, he him, just gave him an outfit. It sh- it should have he been something. Physically of a- became sultan. He, there was no deed recorded, or yeah, there was no passing of any sort of official business. It was just he's sultan now. Wink, <laughs> wink. Uh, which was just layers of like how dumb that movie was. Uh, but it was. <laughs> it took me out of the movie for I was like. He's not sultan. He's they wearing, didn't do anything. He's just but, cosplaying a sultan. Yeah, he does go from sultan to. Sorcerer in the cartoon. Why yeah. does he do that in the cartoon? I because he's uh, he because he's doing power tripping the whole time, and it's like they that she won't uh, be with him when he's a uh, sultan. So he's like, oh, I'll be the most powerful sorcerer in the world, and then you'll be mine. That kind of thing. I believe. I, I was really hoping in the remake the end bit would be more epic. It was not. It was like everything in the movie was kind of in line with the cartoon the whole way. 
and then the end was just glossed over. There was no like banishing Aladdin out to you know and like the snow and all that shit. Well, what he was, but then there was no bit with like the genie like rolling that. I was just waiting for the big rolling pillar of the thing. That's been that's and the been, snake. That was like uh same with like the Lion King remake where that movie made epic amount of money, but to go watch it, it's just terrible in its like translation of the Lion King cartoon in that they like they're trying to recreate these moments and they're just failing miserably at even like just copying right. Um like the even the the scene in Lion King reboot where he uh uh you know Again, spoilers of Lion King, if you haven't seen it. It's but a 25-year-old But Mufasa movie. gets killed. And it's that moment <laughs> where Mufasa's climbing up. One of the most epic moments of, like, cartoon history of him climbing up that hill. Scar, you know, does that whole dramatic moment of, like, putting his claws on Mufasa and gets really deep in there. And Jeremy Irons gets really guttural and it's like, long live the king. And it's this great moment. That he pulls Jeremy back. Irons. Huh? It was a good Jeremy Irons. Oh, thank you. Um, love that man. Uh, good Alfred. He... Uh, you know, launches off and it becomes very dramatic and, and you and they cut to Simba's, you know, shot and he's like, nah, it's great. The remake, the guy like leans in and says some forgettable line without any like gravitas or, or emotion. And then the moment ends and I was, I like, I wanted to stand up in the theater and just like scream, like, come on. Like, you no, just, really? I haven't seen the new Lion King. It's not good. The, the, I didn't the hate new- the Aladdin one though. I was like, oh, it's cool to see everything all. Big and real. The new Lion King has made over five hundred twelve million dollars in the U.S. Yeah, wow. I think uh, <laughs> I think internationally it passed like one point three billion. Yeah, um, internationally it's at a billion. <clears throat> yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, so that, it doesn't matter what you think about money. it. No, it doesn't. That's why I point out like my criticism of these movies means nothing. They are doing exactly what Disney wants. They are making buku bucks, and people are going to go see them. And it makes people want to watch the originals. That was the other thing about the uh, the speaking comparison. of. I'm sorry, go on. Last last tangent about Lion King that I want to hear what you're saying <laughs> is that the Lion King remake is that it made me realize that the Lion King cartoon was shot amazingly. And they did even like camera movements and camera tricks that... They did like focus pulls like on the ants and then like yeah. threw it into oh. the thing. Which were nuts. And that was also what kind of took me out of the remake is that they didn't do some of these very iconic ones. Like one of my favorite shots is in that similar scene where Simba is uh, staring down the wildebeest coming down that like the, you know, the trench and into him. And they do that great Jaws movement where it's the zoom in but pull out and so his perspective changes but the like zoom a, is that a Hitchcock zoom? The, yeah like a dolly zoom was Hitchcock the one who originated that I've always so. associated it's like a with vertigo Jaws effect in it okay it's that and the, it was like that's a great shot that like is so good and it really pulls you into the fear of Simba's eyes and everything like that they didn't do that in the remake and I was like you suck <laughs> Well, and that's yeah. my TED talk about the Lion King remake. I'm sorry if you really liked it. It's okay to enjoy what you like. I'm what not trying to shit on something you like. I was like. going to ask y'all about Disney Plus. Y'all going to sign up for that? Have you already talked yes. about that? We, <laughs> yeah, we, we have talked about it. I think it's it's looking pretty compelling and pretty interesting. And yeah. they have some, it seems like they're going to have a bundle with Hulu as well. And yeah. Uh, Hulu and ESPN. Because Disney owns Hulu. Right. right. So I get free Hulu through Spotify. Hmm. And so I'm wondering if I can that's get this thing? trickle down. Yeah, it's ad supported, but it's free. Oh. Yeah, I'll send you a link later. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's launching I think soon. I think I'll do that three year thing they're doing three right year? now. You What's can that? get a three year. They broke their website with that. Deal. I know we I don't, we haven't signed up yet. We've been trying. Does that come? It, it's like one hundred and forty bucks for three years of Disney Plus. Came out to like and you know with, with small children that is absolutely an investment that I can see returning. <laughs> that's how, that's like, there are so many Disney movies that I haven't seen because they've been locked away in the vault. Yeah, I, I, I tried to make them like Song of the vault. South. I tried to watch the <laughs> I don't think that one's making a return. <laughs> that one going to be on Disney Plus? Yeah, Disney? No, I don't Song think so. South going to be there? That's Heavily not a good edited. movie. <laughs> no. All right. Well, it's time to wrap this up. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Happy Labor Day. Bye. Bye.